Hebrews 12, verses 18 through 29. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah, I mean, I I can imagine like if people are driving on the way to work or, you know, you're in your house right now listening to what I just read, (laughs) it's probably like a little difficult to follow along. I mean, there's all the like, innumerable angels and festal gathering and the beast touches the mountain and Mm -hmm. you know different things like that so um we'll 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 try to break it down a little bit this is a it's an interesting passage because it really like spans the entirety of the bible it talks about abel and his blood Mm -hmm. that was shed which is kind of like an innocent person's blood that was shed by his brother cain and then it also goes like all the way to this kingdom that cannot be shaken which is and and to the heavenly Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which we see in Revelation twenty one, is the new Jerusalem that's coming down out of mm-hmm. heaven to earth, as it were. Yeah. And so it, it, this passage is kind of interesting that it spans like the whole of the Bible, and and of course it touches on Moses and kind of that strong imagery language of Moses mm-hmm. being up on the mountain, and I I think this is what you know, where it says God is a consuming fire is kind of yeah. getting at yeah. because like Moses walks into this, like, you know, this tempest, this storm mm-hmm. that is going on on the mountain. And he's up there for 40 days and 40 nights alone with the Lord. And the people are like incredibly fearful at that time. And so, so it kind of, it, it I mean, in a few short verses really touches on a lot of scripture. So kind of interesting, like what stood out to you, you know, as, as we read through that, Will. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a newer thought for me. So not super vetted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a literary device that's like all throughout, especially the new Testament called a chiasm. Okay. Um, and basically it's where, you know, I'm trying to think of how to convey this without any visual. It's like A, B, B, A, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like A, B, C, C, B, A. So, so the thoughts, 
it, it's kind of like a big circle. Like uh, the thought starts somewhere, it develops, then it's kind of doubled in the middle and then goes back to like back a second to, and then back to the original point. Right. And it presents like this holistic idea kind of in this, you know, completed package. Yep. Um, that's a, a probably a terrible explanation. No, kind of. I'm falling. There we go. And I think that you can make the argument that this passage in a way presents a chiasm. You've not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire. So this first image is sort of this fire, doom and gloom, tempest. Right. And then it goes to the hearers and, you know, sort of the beholders of the the Mm -hmm. fire. They beg that no further messages be spoken to them. You know, that's the the Israelites at the, the foot of Sinai. Well, let's jump to the end of the passage. Our God is a consuming fire. So he lands back on the fire yep. image. Let's cut to before that. Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, which lines up with the people at the foot of Mount Sinai. Right. And so I think that framework should clue us in to say, okay, whatever is happening in the middle here hmm. is really important. Yeah, yeah. Because he's making a distinction between two things, but he's also doing it within this literary structure that's a self-contained, you know, frame. Right. And what what he's essentially saying is we are not in this old covenant. I'm not presenting to you this old package in, in which you know, we have to come before God with fearful trepidation, but you through the sprinkling of the blood of Christ can actually draw near. We've been given a full access. And and this mm. is something that, you know, if you've been coming through Hebrews with us, we have definitely seen elsewhere in Hebrews that mm. Christ entered into the veil once and for all and now opens up the holy of holies for us to enter into mm. with him on his account. And right. so there, there's this really interesting interplay where God is the same God. He is a, an all-consuming fire. Mm. And our response to God should be reverence and awe. Yeah. And yet, because of the mediator that we have in Jesus— mm. Who, who speaks a better word than Abel. He doesn't speak, you know, the, the innocent son of God who, who was murdered by man. Mm. Unlike the blood of Abel, he does not speak accusations against his murderers, but he actually speaks peace and mm. forgiveness. And so because of the mediator that we have in God, we've been enrolled in heaven. And so we can approach this all-consuming fire in fear and reverence, but with confidence and joy because we are members of the kingdom Hmm. of God. And so, you know, uh, I think there's, there's a really interesting portrait of, you know, the fear of God in light of, you know, a mediated new covenant. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's super helpful. Um, It's, it's almost like bringing the whole book of Hebrews to to a conclusion in a, in a way, because chapter 13 actually gets into like very practical yeah, yeah. Uh, knowledge and wisdom after this, you know, 13 one says, let brotherly love continue. So it kind of yeah. goes in this it's like total, closing remarks. Yeah. yeah. Total different direction, super helpful, but very practical. So it's kind of taking this like very deep, rich 
theology, particularly between the old covenant and the new covenant and how the new is replacing the old, but also the new is way better than the old. Mm. And so it's, it's taking this whole thing. And I think kind of like putting it into this summary conclusion, uh, here yeah. in, in chapter 12. Yeah. And so I, I think that's helpful. Um, you know, it is, it, it is something just to highlight that, uh, the, the the new covenant that Jesus mediates mm-hmm. that he brings in and that we get to be a part of it he is setting up this kingdom that cannot be shaken yeah um, and so that when we read things like this as believers it should it should bring a like very steadfast confidence mm-hmm. in us yeah not in ourselves we we don't hold that in ourselves but we hold that in what God is doing. Uh, in the world. And and so, you know, you come to like midterm elections and mm. you come to these type things and like, we can, we can be good citizens and I would encourage everybody to be a good citizen, go out and vote, you know, and, and those type of things. But, but we can have this like steadfast confidence mm-hmm. because we know that like there is, we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Yeah. And, and honestly, that does a lot for anxiety. It does a lot for worry. Mm-hmm. It does a lot for these type things that I think a lot of people struggle with. And, and some of that is because we're not, we're not sitting with the Lord and meditating on verses like these that says, you know what? God has promised that because Jesus came, he's mediated a better covenant. We can be a part of that covenant. You know, it goes back to this whole like Mm -hmm. running the race and being disciplined by the Lord that we've seen in verse 12, uh, chapter 12. And so if we, if we hold to those things, we can be confident that we're part of this unshakable kingdom uh, and again, not because of anything we've done, but because God has done it, particularly through through Jesus. Yeah, you know, I really believe that. Uh, to your point, this is really the culmination of the the punch that the author of Hebrews is trying to land. Yeah, same God from beginning to end. That's right. Enthroned above all, hmm. powerful over all, sovereign over all, and. and we are the same people, you know, yeah. humanity it is broken, sinful, flawed, and utterly, you know, subject to the power and authority of God yeah. and Jesus, you know, from the beginning of time, you know, was with God and then came to be with us as a mediator and has opened up the Holy of Holies. And so what this little chiasm illustrates for us or this this picture illustrates for us is that our god is an all-consuming fire and we do draw near with reverence and all all of humanity one day will draw near with reverence and all but for those of us who simply look to jesus you know with and it's not the strength of our faith but the strength of the object of our faith but those of us who look to jesus in faith have been sprinkled clean and tomorrow we're going to get into, okay, that's an amazing point, author yeah. of Hebrews. Yeah. But what does that mean for daily life? That's right. That's right. I look forward to getting into it. Absolutely. All right. For Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our Daily Rhythm.